0: You've heard me say before that a priest has the choice of reading the readings from the day or proper to the saint. Amazing. This reading I just read is the reading from the day. It just happened to fall on today. The the readings rotate and it just happened to fall on today. What a fitting reading for the saint, or the blessed that we are celebrating today, blessed Miguel Pro. What is our Lord talking about? He's talking about persecution because of his name. You know, there are so many enemies of God and his church, Freemasonry, Islam, governments, and most of all, secular society. This is such a a, a turning away from God. I, I mentioned when I got back Earlier this week, what an honor it was to be able to actually be invited to to pray and lead the University of Michigan football team in prayer. This is a secular university, so there is hope, but we got a long way to go. There is declining freedom. Do you know every day, 12 churches are attacked? Every day, 12 churches are attacked. How many of these do you hear about? very, very few. I don't know if you've heard, but it's going around the internet, we Marians were victimized. We were attacked in Kenosha, Wisconsin at our parish. We have a beautiful marble granite image of the Divine Mercy, real big, like 10 feet tall, 8 feet tall, and it was vandalized. It was spray painted and vandalized, and the meaning of some craziness, some Egyptian goddess, was painted and victimized. Where's the hate crime? You know, where's, where's the uproar? And uh, we'll see. You know, there has been all these hate crimes passed by our government and legislators, and there's been all this talk about hate crime. Do you know how many convictions there have been? One of the most common hate crimes is against pro-life initiative. Do you know how many convictions there have been for violence against pro-life movement? Zero. Zero. There's not been one conviction against that movement or hate crimes against that movement. Now, it's interesting because there have been convictions for racial slurs. That's saying those obviously are unacceptable, uncalled for, terrible, it should never be allowed. This is true, but where's the double standard, all right? Some estimates that there are over 100,000 Christians killed every year for their faith, 100,000. Other estimates are more conservative but over 100,000, some estimates, Christians are killed for their faith. This is what Jesus is talking about right here. Um, You know, they just came out with a list of the top 50 countries that persecute Christians. I thought this was very interesting. For the first time ever, Russia fell off the list. Russia fell off the list. Who's climbing the list highly is China. They're now increasing surveillance and censorship and even martyrdom of Christians. We are now even seeing it in the United States. The United States is not on the list of the top 50, but I think you could say the persecutions of religious freedom are troubling. We know that the 20th century was the bloodiest century ever for Christians, for our faith. Um, you know, but today it's interesting, you know, there are more persecutions of Christians in Africa, in Asia, than the Middle East. Now, when I read that, I was first thinking, well, gee, it would have to be the Middle East. Actually, it's Africa. It's Africa and Asia. You know, um, hopefully, shortly, you'll see our story on Father Richard. Father Richard Shabu is from Nigeria. I had him celebrate a Mass with us a couple times. And he's going to be—on our EWT intro, you're going to see the most incredible story of what one Christian can do, what he did in Nigeria in freeing these prisoners, priests and nuns that were held captive by Islamic terrorists. He freed them, and what happened next was incredible. These terrorists, because of what they saw on Father Richard, converted to Catholicism. That is what changes hearts. The hearts of these hardened terrorists were melted by a guy like Father Richard. I can't say enough about that priest. That is a guy that I just look at and and just kissed his hand because of the example that somebody like that sets. What an incredible example. So anyway, you know the worst countries now for persecution of Christians? Number one, North Korea. Number one, the most dangerous place in the world to be a Christian, followed by others, such as we know, Afghanistan, Iran, but Nigeria, and now even India. I always think of India being such gentle, you know, uh, they're beautiful people. It's not the people. It's the ideology in the government. But you know, also Mexico. Mexico has now been added. We always think of Mexico as our friendly neighbors. It's now one of the most dangerous countries to be Christian. And that's why I think Blessed Miguel Pro today is so important. Um, you know, a little bit about him. I, I, I wanted to say something. See, he's amazing. He was born in 1891. Guess where? Guadalupe. He was born in Guadalupe in Mexico. Augustin Pro uh, Juarez, he was called the Mexican Joker. He was a very upbeat guy. His mother, when he was sick, when he was real little, his mom commanded Our Lady of Guadalupe to heal him. (laughs) you see this loving mom with this little child commanding Our Lady of Guadalupe to heal him, and he she did. Um, you know, he he had a real sense of humor. He liked to play jokes, but he couldn't stand to see sadness, even in times of persecution. Um, he he saw communism coming in, and if you want to know the dangers of communism, I get letters all the time. Stop being critical of communism. All you have to do is look at what the church has said about the dangers of communism over the last since Leo the Thirteenth. Blessed Miguel Pro warned against it. And he also said, though, it's not the people I'm against. It's not the people. It's the atheism and the destruction of my faith. But then he said to him, this was kind of funny, he says, you know, actually, I like communists. Now share your lunch with me. (laughs) So he was making kind of a point there. But anyway, the whole time this is going on, the Mexican Revolution was happening. What was going on in the uh, Mexican Revolution is religious property was taken. It was stolen by the state. It was taken from religious institutions. And so uh, the churches were closed and priests went into hiding. This is exactly what our Lord is talking about in the reading. They will persecute you because of my name. And so churches were closed, kind of what's starting to happen now. And priests went into hiding. It was called the worst religious persecution since Elizabeth in England. That's pretty extreme. So the Holy See gave permission for the church to go underground. Now this is just not even a hundred years ago. And they could do mass without vestments, and they could use any kind of bread, not just a particular unleavened bread. And so Miguel Pro had to go into hiding for the rest of his life, but he continued to be a priest. Um, He wore many disguises. You might know him. He, he was—you see these disguises. Uh, he disguised as a beggar, and he baptized infants. He disguised himself as a mechanic to be able to smuggle out a group of cab drivers. Um, do you know one time he even, to avoid capture, they were chasing him, he started dancing with a woman at a dance. So here he was dancing with this woman to avoid capture. He even adopted a baby. Um, to be able to not only take care of the child, but to continue the disguise. He's an amazing man. So to finish here, there was a bombing attempt um, that was made on the president. Okay, so here's the president of Mexico, and there was a bombing attempt, and they accused him. You know why they accused him? Simply because the car that was used used to belong to his brother. That's all it takes. That's all it takes for a fascist regime, regime uh totalitarian regime. This is why we warn of those—those those stripping of freedoms. Simply because the car used was owned many years earlier by his brother, they arrested Miguel Pro, and he was sentenced to death. Isn't that unbelievable? Along with his brother, Humberto. So they were sentenced to death, no legal process simply because the president assassination attempt used a car his brother used to own years ago. So authorities knew that they were innocent. And you know what they actually told him? Your greatest crime was you're a priest. They actually said that to him. Your greatest crime is you're a priest. Pray for our priests. Because although we are not at that level here yet in the United States, who knows if it's coming? I always say, please keep your priests in prayer. And I, with the, I always say, you know, if, if God gives you a big mouth, use it for him. And I do. So if I, always, I always say, if I end up in jail, please come visit me. <laughs> I, um, I don't know what Lord has in store, but we pray that his protection will be with us. So what happened? There was a stay of execution ordered from Argentina, but the messenger wasn't allowed in. So he was convicted to death. Before he died, he blessed the soldiers. What a man, what a guy. He blessed the soldiers and he refused a blindfold. Instead, he put his arms out and yelled, Viva Cristo Rey. You've probably heard that term. Father Mark Goring uses that term a lot at the end of each of his videos. Now that's a priest. You want to see a great priest? Father Goring, Father Mark Goring, that's a priest because he's, he spreads the message of truth and he's not afraid. And he's up in a country crazier than ours. And so we pray for those kinds of priests. Please do. And so he had a crucifix in one hand. He had the rosary in the other. And they shot him, and he didn't die. So they moved up, and they shot him at point-blank range. Now, what happened? The president had it all photographed. Can you believe this? To show his power and to threaten and frighten the Catholics and the rebels. But it backfired, as it usually does. It backfired greatly. The funeral was huge even though the president wouldn't allow people to go. Funeral was huge. And guess get a load of this. Some of the soldiers came up to the casket and prayed. The policemen that were there at his execution asked for his forgiveness. So you could see the blood of martyrs is the seed of the church. And so anyway, he was beatified in 1998 by John Paul as a true martyr. You know, he said, like Faustina, that he would do more work after he dies and that he would grant prayers from heaven. So let us pray to Blessed Miguel Pro today to ask his intercession for these persecutions and pray for Mexico. What I'm hearing from even some of our workers that have ties to Mexico or are from Mexico, that um, the drug cartels are taking over. And even the borders are now being controlled by the drug cartels, so we pray. We pray to bless him Miguel Pro and pray to Our Lady of Guadalupe. You know, her feast day's coming up on December the 12th, and he was born in Guadalupe. And we're praying for our neighbors in Mexico, and we're praying that these drug cartels will not be taking over the borders, that they will like these other policemen and soldiers, saw the errors of their ways and convert. What a powerful, powerful example that Blessed Miguel Pro gave us. And the, uh, what is it our Lord says here? This is the last word of the gospel today. But your perseverance, by your perseverance, you will secure your lives. Well, wait a minute, Father, Miguel Pro died. No those who are willing to lay down their life, those who seek to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life will find it. This is the message of the Catholic martyrs. What a beautiful example we have today in Blessed Miguel Pro.
1: Are you a Marian helper?